welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. So church, it is my absolute privilege to uh, chat tonight about Latvia. We took our youth missions team to Latvia. If you don't know, if you're watching online, you don't know me. My name is Ben. Uh, It's my privilege to be the youth pastor here. Uh, And we took uh, a group of four leaders, myself, uh, Tiwa, Ola, uh, Caitlin, took nine youth uh, and one old man to Latvia. Uh, The old man is Yuri. You'll see him afterwards hobbling around. Uh, But it was just such a blessed time. Uh, God moved in a miraculous way. Uh, I'm still struggling to get the words to describe really what we saw and and what we witnessed. Uh, But it was nothing short of a move of God. Uh, And so we thank God for it. Thank God for how he moved. But tonight, uh, it's my joy to invite up some of the young people that went. Some are away on holiday. Some aren't here. Uh, But four of our Beautiful young women are going to come up and just share, testify what the Lord did through them and in them uh, at uh, in Latvia. And so, girls, do you want to start coming up to save a little bit of awkwardness when we hand over to you? Yeah, church, it's nerve-wracking. You can clap for them. It is nerve-wracking being up here in front of you. Uh, so I just let, encourage them as they share. Uh, these are great testimonies. I've, I've heard them. Uh, I saw it. Uh, but these, these young women, God used them in such a mighty way. Uh, and so have your ears open and your hearts ready and your faith ready to be stirred uh, as you hear what God did. So I can't remember who's first. Is it Micah? Micah, can we clap for Micah? Um. So I'm just going to read what I wrote down, because I wrote a lot. Okay. (laughs) Um, Going into the trip, I was worried with how how God would use me. I I didn't have that much experience with anything like a mission trip, and I didn't want to be useless. My prayer leading up to the trip was, God, use me in the way you want to. I had high expectations for the week. But now I realize my, expect- my expectations weren't high enough. Um, the first night, I remember being asked to pray over people. But I didn't really want to because I've never really prayed for anyone in like a formal way. Yet, all I remember is that God put words on my heart to pray out loud. I did that, and I was surprised at myself in a good way. The second night... I was praying for one of the girls I became close with. And when I finished the prayer, I opened my eyes and I saw tears rolling down her face. This this moment, um, it had me in awe because this is is the first time I prayed over someone and saw tears coming from their face. It just amazed me. The tears were physical proof that God was using me. The Holy Spirit put words in my mouth to to touch this girl's life. By the end of the third night, I was in tears. Um, The Spirit of God was so evident in that room that night. My prayer that evening was for revival in my generation. Every young person in, in the room had an encounter with the Lord. People were praying out loud, surrounding themselves to God and crying Holy Spirit tears. I remember being inspired by hearing Hannah cry out, cry out to God with no shame. 
this made me smile because revival was starting to happen in the room. Seeing, seeing this brought me to tears. I realized how much of a blessing it is to be part of this. Being able to witness and be a part of this is such a privilege at my age. I cried even more because I knew that God was working in me and everyone else in that room will touch the teenagers in my generation. Honestly, I don't remember much from the fourth night. It was similar to other nights where I would pray for people. I did that for a bit, and then I was just sitting at the front waiting for someone to come up to me and ask for prayer. I remember three girls going up to me. I thought they wanted me to pray for them, so obviously I started praying. But then one of the girls told me, Micah, stop, because we came here because we wanted to pray for you. Their prayers led me to tears. It was amazing. God is using them like God is using them and at the start of the week I was worried with how God would use me to reach out to them. They were praying in their second language, English, but the words they used were so powerful and this is all the work of God. The fifth night was the last night and the most powerful. I remember when the altar was being opened up, Ben said we might need to push back a few chairs to make space, but every single chair in that room was pushed aside. There was no altar anymore, it was just the room. My prayer for the young, for the young people that night was the same prayer I had for myself at the start of the camp. God used them in the way you intend to. More and more young people started praying for me like I did to them the other days of the camp. I was sat down on the floor praying and giving thanks to God when I felt someone hug me and it was Sophia. She was praying for me and I was praying for her. God was and is working in me and Sophia. This moment had me in tears. There was a time that night where I was in a circle praying with Isabel and Leah. This small moment of prayer strengthened our friendships because it opened up our eyes and made us truly appreciate this friendship that God has given us. It was a moment of gratitude and surrender. In that room, everyone was praying for each other and there was a great sense of unison in that room. There was no person that didn't feel God moving in that room. What I really learned from this week is that God can and will use you. He used me in indescribable ways. I really, un I really underestimated that. He chose to use me even though I'm a 14-year-old girl from Cork who was asked to come to Latvia on a missions trip. What I witnessed was only what, can, what God can do in five days. I can't imagine what the rest of my walk with God would be like. God will continue to use me even though I don't know how he can do it, but he will. But in the Bible said the but the Bible says in First Timothy, let no one despise your youth. So I'll continue to live like that and let God use me in the way he intends to. Hello church. Um my name is Hannah and I, I came with the team from Cork to Latvia, and we went to serve in the youth camp uh, with the, alongside the church um, in Latvia, the youth group there in Norcalne. And I'm going to start by reading First Timothy 
Let no man despise um, thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. I, I really saw this um, verse like come to life, and I like it's now probably one of my favorite verses because yeah, it's so true. Like, do not despise the youth. I don't really have any words how the Lord moved in the youth's lives and. Um, the rest of the camp and even my life I didn't really want to go at first when I got asked because I was as I was going to serve and encourage others I, I didn't really expect the Lord to move in my life I just expected to like be praying for others and not really get a touch like I almost expected to come back the way I came um, come back the way I left I mean sorry um, but I was um, done to myself oh I'm just going to go for the experience on the last of my friends um, I remember the thought of how tiring it's going to be and how, um, and how um, we were all probably going to kill each other by Tuesday or something. But, but, then, um, but then I remember um, the devotions. We would say um, we would always pray every morning how, like, um, that we would be unified and we'd become even closer. And that did happen. Now we're like um, best buddies. And even though I see them so much, I'm, I just want to see them even more. Um, um, the first day was the toughest day in the camp, as like they were new to this, and the youth, we don't know the youth on a personal level, so like it was hard to get them to participate and to like come up for the altar call. Tuesday was like quite similar, except. Um, the more youth came up to the altar call, um, I became close with more people then. And I seen uh, uh, some of my friends, I could feel that they wanted to go up to the altar call. But, so I went to pray for them, me and Isabel. And we started, we did a prayer circle with a few of the girls because um, I seen Akram do one with the boys and Leah. So I was like, I was like, why not do one with the girls? Because I know they, they need it because I knew they were going through things. Um, and then they started to pray as well. I could like feel God really moving that night. I remember the Wednesday night, like specifically, as it was one of, in my opinion, it was one of the nights God really touched in my life and moved in the room. And, um, Ben told us to go into prayer circles, so we all went into prayer circles, and um, me as well, Micah, was it? Yeah, <laughs> we just w went in a prayer circle with um, some of the girls, and like it was amazing because like we were just praying over them and confessing what was on our hearts, and like I could definitely feel the the chains of the pain and the past was broken that night. Um, like, I was thinking, like, how can God move more than that? There's no way. That's like, um, and then on Thursday, God moved even more. I remember Pastor Paul was preaching about how we're heavenly gold, and we're going to find someone in the future, like a husband or a wife um, for the boys, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, just to clarify. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, I remember talking to a girl that um, afternoon 
and how she just broke up with someone. So she was feeling like um, she's going to heartbreak or whatever. Um, and I was like, um, um, and I, I went over and prayed for her. And it was, yeah, sh I could see God really moved in her life. And then on Friday, I, I had to leave um, because I was not feeling well. So I don't really know what happened. But I remember, as Micah said, um, um, as Ben like, said on that Friday, um, to push the chairs back. And every one of you pushed the chairs back. And I remember um, it was like literally we just like it was Ben didn't even uh, preach before the altar call. We just we just like continued with worship and all the youth came up and they were all praying for each other. And like I was praying for all of them and I got prayed for by some of the youth even. And it was so amazing. And I remember I shared my um, testimony that night and how I wasn't really honoring my mother and father before I left. So I remember um, I shared and some of you shared and like, it was like unbelievable. Like, like it was crazy what they were going through. Like you never knew what, you never know what someone's going through. So just keep everyone in your prayers for that because like you literally don't know at all. And I remember um, me and Ben were speaking outside during um, the altar call. And um, yeah, I just remember, uh, yeah, we were having like, we were talking about the testimony I shared. And then I remember I was talking to Caitlin. Oh yeah, it was like amazing. And so I'm gonna, tried to put it in my day-to-day -to -day my mother and father, try my best. And I'm, I continue to try every day and pray about it every day. On Saturday, it's obviously really hard to say goodbyes to your friends who you made and you don't even get to spend that long with them, only like five days. So, but I remember, this stood out to me. Um, I'm not really sure if it stood out to anyone else, but I remember um, we were having our morning devotion just with the Latvia team, but all the youth <laughs> ended up coming to our morning devotion. So, yeah, and I remember um, we, it was really sad because we're saying our goodbyes and stuff, but we had one last prayer with each other. And, like, at the start of the week, we, I could hardly pray for someone out loud, but, and the youth could hardly pray for someone out loud. I'm sure even some of the teams struggled with it. But on the Saturday morning, we were all praying for each other out loud. It was so amazing to see how God moved. Um, I learned a few things when I was there to uh, obviously honor my mother and father. And I learned that God will always answer prayers, as we know an example recently about Sandeep's nephew, which was like amazing. After like two weeks, it was like, amazing how God brought him back and I remember one prayer you're probably like this is so little but Pastor Paul uh, we were all freaking out about the bugs Ola comes in the room and sprays the bug spray all over the room and then we're all like we all thought we were gonna die because we're all like um, I had such bad allergies 
and Isabel was like coughing and we were all <laughs> like it was crazy and then we were all like spraying the bug spray everywhere and Pastor Paul prayed that the bugs wouldn't touch us and I didn't even wear the bug spray for the rest of the week because they didn't even touch any of us and we didn't even get um, bites or anything and to, to end I want to say um, parents if your children are drifted or um, just like drifting away continue to pray about it and trust in God every day because God will always bring them back um, also um, I know many, many children struggle and many teenagers struggle to honor their parents I just want to say on your parents, because um, you will be given a long life. Long life. Oh my goodness. Um And and it will be so much better if you honor them, because you will just feel so much easier, and you'll be able to have, you'll be able to create way more memories with them. And I want to say thanks to Ben, Tiwa, Ola, and Caitlin for um, bringing us on this trip, because. We're like teenagers, so it's probably really hard. <laughs> um, thank you to you guys for supporting us because we wouldn't be able to get there without your support. Um, thanks to my mom and my family for sponsoring and supporting us and support for praying. And thank you. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the church. What is it? Um, yeah. Um, thank you. For the church in Latvia, um, if any of you are watching, for um, help, like trusting your youth with us, and I just want to say hi to the teenagers and youth because I really miss them, and I, and I'm so proud of you guys for being so bold and courageous, courageous through the week, and I pray that you continue to do that and pray for us here in Cork as well, and we'll pray for you. And thanks for all the friendships we made, guys, if you're watching. Um, thanks for listening, church. That was the abridged version, the short version. Well done. Uh, we are going to just watch the screens. Clinton is away with his family today. Uh, but just encouraging, he really wanted to testify. Uh, and so he filmed himself uh, testifying. And so we're going to just watch it on the screens there before Isabel and Leah come up and share too. Good evening, church. Today I'll be talking about my testimony for Latvia. So when I got picked for the Latvian mission, I was decided to leave the country to do a mission trip. We left Saturday morning and arrived around 9, 10 o'clock in the evening. The landing was, it was an adventurous moment late. We didn't get to the house till around one o'clock in the morning and had to wake up at six o'clock to get ready for church. We were so tired, but we still went to church. Thank God for that. After church, we were allowed to make that day a holiday for us before we get back to the real business. So we spent the uh, Sunday evening in the park for four hours. The next day was a Monday, so day one. And that, that was when we started off getting to know them at the same time as our first time preaching to them. As we came every time, as we came, everyone treated me like a celebrity, which gave me a confidence boost to be in the camp. As the day goes on, the worship started and people started to get, to get louder and better each time. On the second last day, what really blessed me and touched me was 
when when we're doing the worship my mind just went blank and everything that happened to me in the past was just like coming to me again like it was just like refreshing my memory and everything and then after after service i left um i went outside to be alone and uh, i ended up still getting that flashbacks and everything that i've done in the past and then uh, that led me to cry so then Ben was looking for me, Ben came to me and Ben started talking to me and everything and I told him everything, I told him what happened to my past and everything. He talked to me about it and he prayed for me and then that's really, that's really how God blessed me because everything that happened in my past is gone from my life so I don't see anything anymore. When Ben asked me to go to Latvia on this mission trip, um, words can explain how excited I was. But as the trip began to get closer, I began to start questioning how God was going to use a 16-year-old girl because I didn't think that was possible. And I didn't know how I was going to get the confidence to step out and serve these youth. So I started to let fear get in the way of my excitement to serve. A couple of nights before Latvia, I was sitting down and talking with my dad and he was telling me not to let my fear get in the way of God using me to be a testimony to these young people. He told me that God chose me to go on his mission trip because he has a plan. He told me not to let people's opinions get in the way of me being a light to these people. And he told me just to trust God. So he left me with a scripture from Proverbs 29 verse 25. And it says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. When we arrived in Lafayette, we got told that the were like coconuts, were like a hard shell on the outside. But once you crack that shell, they were soft on the inside. Every morning as we prayed, we prayed for confidence amongst the youth and leaders confidence for the youth to respond to Jesus and confidence for us to serve in faith. When we met the youth, there was something so encouraging about them, but yet they were still missing something. Each day, God raised our expectations and showed us that there's no limit on what he can do, and we began to see the seeds of the youth grow and grow each day. It went from us praying for them to them praying for us. My parents kept telling me that this mission trip would have an impact on my life, but I didn't think it could till Wednesday evening service came around. We were singing a song called Lord Send Revival and it just says, Lord Send Revival, Lord Send It Now. Seeing God's revival moving amongst my generation and asking Jesus to move amongst them and all their friends made me break into tears on the mic because it showed us how broken our generation is. As I began praying for the youth, they started getting on their knees and giving their all to Jesus and the change started to break and their lives were changing and that fire for Jesus in the room began to get brighter. As the response continued, we began to cry, Tears of joy because God answered our prayers and he showed us that nothing's impossible for him, no matter how big or small the issue is. One of the prayers I definitely won't forget was on the very last night when the group of lads I prayed for on the first night began praying for me. They walked up to me and asked, can we pray for you? And I instantly knew that God had done more than what I had asked and he used me in these youth lives. At the end of the prayer, they began thanking me and telling me that God has touched them and they weren't going to forget how God moved in their lives that week. These young people's fears were immediately turned into strengths and what I witnessed in Lafayette was God's work in just five days. I can't imagine how God is going to use them all and what could God could do with their, the rest of their journeys. As well as the youth growing in Jesus, this mission trip grew my friendships with my team and as God continued to answer prayers, I saw him working in my friends' lives. On the Friday night, it was evident that God gave me these Christian friends for reasons that we could love and encourage one another and it was evident that he was using us. 
as me, Micah and Isabel began to thank God for how he was using us 14, 15 and 16 year old girls from Cork and Lafia and what he's brought us through as friends, we started weeping with tears of joy because how he chose us all to go to Lafia to be the lights that we are together. Coming out of this week, God has given me friendships with girls from Lafia that I hope will never end. And I also brought my testimony back with Lafia. And it's taught me that your journey with God is a mission and God uses you in multiple ways and that he will never stop working. Words can't explain how grateful I was to be God's hands and feet and to serve these young people with the love God has given me. Since this trip, my fire continued to get brighter and brighter for Jesus and my confidence set out and faith began to grow. When I left Lafayette, I told you that it wasn't just a goodbye, it was just a see you later. So all on Lafayette 2024, because I can't wait for the next mission God has planned for me. So I just want to start by saying that I went into the trip ready to serve, and I was prepared to like sacrifice some things so that the Lord could work through me. And I feel that the Lord worked through all of us in so many different ways. And it was just a great feeling to experience. Uh, one of the nights, I think it was the third, I could see that some of the girls were still sitting down and not yet responding to the altar call. So I just felt the Lord telling me to go pray with them. And me and Hannah and Micah, we sat in a circle with a few of the girls and everyone just started pouring out what was on their heart. And we were just, we prayed for I don't even know how long. And we were all just trusting that the Lord with everything and giving it all to him. And I know that the Lord broke through that night, even in my own life. Uh, as the youth got more comfortable with us, around us, and they just came up to us asking us to pray with them, even outside of the services, which was just so great to see that their faith was growing stronger and we saw their prayers being answered. Uh, it was just so encouraging to see the growth in the young people's lives and even in our own team. Like It was so great seeing the young people develop a strong relationship with the Lord over the week. It was so encouraging to see people that I prayed for on the first night praying for others on the last nights and even praying for me. And even during worship, like on the first night, there were still some of the youth like sitting in the back, not yet responding. And it was just so great. On the last service, everyone was praising and worshiping the Lord. And on the last night, I just remember looking around and seeing every single person responding to the altar call. And it was just, I had no words. I just started praising the Lord as I was witnessing his, his goodness. I also feel like my, my friendships with the whole team grew so much stronger. Like on the last night, me, Leah, and Micah were just sitting on the floor just praying for one another. And I just started praising and thanking God for placing such great and encouraging friends in my life. They're, they're like my family. Uh, but as well as the Lord using me, he also moved in my own life. I felt such a great touching in my life. I felt like a completely new person coming home. I also felt like the Lord opened my eyes as to why he brought me on the trip. Like it wasn't just because Ben asked me to go. The Lord brought me there for a purpose and he had a great plan for the entire week. I was so moved by that because I'm not going to lie. When I, when I was asked to go, I didn't really understand why Ben asked me to go and I didn't see how the Lord could use me. But he, he showed me why he brought me there. And it was just such a great experience to feel the Lord work through me to help others grow closer to him. And I felt a personal touching in my life from the Lord. He moved so strongly in my life. I feel my relationship with the Lord has grown so much after the trip. My faith has grown so much. He showed me again the power of prayer. And just time after time, he showed me just how faithful he is. Uh, my trust in the Lord grew so much stronger. And I remembered that no matter how big or small a problem, give it to the Lord and he will answer your prayers. 
You made this so evident to me throughout the week. Like on the last night, there were testimonies and just hearing some of the young people saying things that I prayed about, that the Lord answered them, is just so incredible to see and hear of the goodness of God. Uh, overall, it was just an incredible trip. The Lord's moved so powerfully in so many different ways. I believe that every young person there went back home changed, and I'm so blessed to have been able to go. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported me financially and through prayer. I also want to thank my parents for letting me go. Also, Ben and all the leaders for giving me the opportunity for the Lord to work through me. I really appreciate it, and I'll never forget what the Lord did this week. this this microphone before Jay comes on Sunday uh, I'm just I think it's just well done guys really well done it is nerve-wracking to get up here and share what God did but we we wanted to to kind of capture for you church what the Lord did that week uh, because I know so many pledged financially so many uh, supported us in prayer uh, and so from the bottom of my heart I want to say thank you to everyone that did get behind these young people as they went, uh, everyone that lifted us up in prayer. I know there, were, uh, there, was, there was a village praying for us as, as we uh, went. And I want to just say thank you to the, these youth. You know, it was actually a privilege on my part to just stand there as they're stepping out in faith, believing that God can use them. Uh, I found myself, as you probably can tell from the testimonies, there was a lot of craziness and a lot of tears uh, this week. And I found myself just moved to the point of tears because you are, the enemy would love to remind you of all of the reasons why not. Why not me? Uh, and in those moments, I found myself almost not celebrating them, but seeing them as all the, 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 the they, they show God's grace to be so much more powerful, you know, because he can do this through me in spite of all of that. Uh, and I was just so in awe of that. I, I, I kept thinking of Phil, the Phil Wickham song we sing. Uh, it says, I'm so unworthy, yet still you love me. Uh, forever my heart will sing of how great you are. And, and understood maybe to a new level of what the Apostle Paul says when he says uh, that I boast in my weaknesses. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, we're all in awe of how God used us in spite of our frailty, in spite of our humanity. All the reasons that the enemy threw at this team to highlight why they should not or could not be used just became testimonies of the graciousness of God. And for that, we just want to give glory to him. I want to just leave you with a little thought before we go. I know that those were long testimonies. I know that it's almost half past eight. But I want to leave you with a little challenge, uh, if that's okay. Uh, we, I, I brought this same challenge to the youth one Wednesday night as we had meetings to prepare uh, for Latvia. Um, and I shared it actually with the young adults too. But I, I was praying for tonight, praying what the Lord wanted me to, to say off the back of those testimonies. And he led me back here. Uh, so if you have a Bible, just turn to John 2. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. I'm going to read it. It's going to be it's going to be quick. But uh, we are, if you've not heard the story before, at the wedding of Cana. So Jesus has been invited to someone's wedding. It's always a good thing to do to invite Jesus to your wedding. Uh, it's a good thing to do in a lot of things, invite Jesus in. But they have invited uh, Jesus. And uh, I'm going to read from uh, verse 7, right? Um, basically what has happened 
is that they've run out of wine and uh, Mary has said to the servants after saying to, asking Jesus to help, she's said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. All right, in verse 7 on says this, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw out some and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, my Bible has in brackets this. It says, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. When the master drank that wine, he called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And then when the people have drunk freely, he then serves the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of the signs Jesus did and Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Now, there's so much that this story tells us. I've heard this message, this story preached uh, countless times. But tonight I just want to look at the servants, okay? Because uh, the challenge that I have for you tonight is that all you need is yes. All right, that's all that you need, church. It, Jesus invites us graciously into partnership uh, with him as he works miracles out in our generation. That is what we experienced in Latvia. That is what we are seeing as we are serving God here in the church, here in Cork, uh, and as, as many people around the world are experiencing. But Jesus invites us to play the role of the servants in this story. All right, the servants didn't do a whole lot apart from what Jesus told them to do. All they really brought was a yes. And it wasn't even a yes uh, out of the abundance of their heart. They were kind of obligated to say yes because they were servants there. But Jesus in his graciousness, Jesus in his love for us, welcomes us into that partnership and says, look, you once were broken, you once were far off, but now I want to welcome you. I've, I have welcomed you into my family. And now as my child, I want to use you as an instrument of righteousness and to be my hands and feet, to be a light in the darkness. I want to use you, Ben Atkins, who has so many reasons why you can't be used. I want to use you to, to bring glory to my name, to the name of Jesus. And tonight we have all... If you are a child of God tonight, you have been welcomed into that partnership. Jesus is calling you to step out in faith, just like these young people did, to step out and to do whatever he tells you. It might be big, it might be small, but the call is there. Just do whatever he tells you. And so when those servants were told, get, this, uh, get these, 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 these casks of water, they just went and got them. When they were told to fill them up to the brim, they just filled them up to the brim. They didn't add anything. There was no miraculous power in these servants. The miracle and the sign and the wonder came from Jesus. But they got to go away from that place, able to say, look what the Lord did. Because they said yes. And I wonder, obviously it didn't happen, and so this is not what, uh, what the, the gospel tells us, but I wonder what happened if the servants were like, no, Jesus, that's crazy, I'm not going to do that, and walked off the other way. They wouldn't have experienced Jesus in that way. Because the, the invitation to participate, as these young people have, have, have come to know in Latvia, as I've come to realize, and as I'm praying that you will come to realize, is a gift from God, it's a grace from God. Because in that process, those, those servants were able to see the miracle in motion, right? There's two people that witnessed that miracle. There were the servants and then there was the master of the feast. Now, the master of the feast just saw wine. He just saw the end product. But the servants saw the process. And so their view of God was different to the master of the feast in that moment, 
right? And if you go to Latvia, it's a great country, you should go. Yuri will take you, it'll be a, a great time. But if you go to Latvia right now, I guarantee you, because I'm hearing it, that there are Latvian young people who are testifying of how God moved when we were over there. They're testifying of how they were set free from addictions. Pornography was broken. The, the addiction to pornography was broken. There were kids that were self-harming that have now got a right view of themselves in Jesus' name. There were kids who were in relationships with non-Christians that actually I was told by some youth pastors went back and broke up with that person and said, I need to follow Jesus. I'm going all in for Jesus. And I was there like, what? <laughs> like, it was, it's, it's crazy. Crazy is the word that... I think we've settled on calling it because we can't put it into words because of how far above our thinking it was. But the testimonies that the Latvians are bringing are like the testimony of the master of the feast. If you can track with me, they are seeing the wine, all right? They're just seeing these, this group come from Cork. They're just seeing the, the, the graciously polished versions of us. They're not seeing the version of your teenagers that you saw parents before they left they're not seeing the version of the teenagers that I saw on Thursday night when they all wanted to be out hanging about hanging out with their friends and I was telling them no now it's time to go to bed they didn't see that but their testimony is still of God's goodness right their testimony is still that God brought wine and God did miracles but the testimony of our team who were part of that process is look how good God is that he can do all of that with this that he can make all of this wine that is better than anything that came before with this water. How he took the ordinary and made it extraordinary. How he took these, 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 these broken things and made them beautiful. How he took these foolish things and, made, and gave them words. I tell you what, friends, I got up some nights to preach and I was like, me, really, God, I've got nothing. I just had my, you've got that tiredness, you've got that brain fog, but the Lord is able to, to, to deliver and the Lord is able to bring you through. All it needed was a yes. yes. All it needs is a yes. And so that really is my challenge for you tonight. It's a challenge that I think we should all uh, take up because as you say yes, as you see and as you are witness to that miracle emotion, your perspective, perspective of Jesus shifts. Those servants saw Jesus for who he was. They went away from that place. And the, the, the word says the disciples believed in him, right? Those people who saw what had happened believed that he was the son of God. It was the first sign of seven that showed that who, who Jesus really was. And those servants were able to witness that firsthand. We have an invitation. God has made a way for us to be part of this miracle emotion. It's not just as simple as, uh, as us being used. You have to understand the lengths that God went to to invite us into that place, all right? It's not just, he, can, he doesn't just pick up anyone uh, off the street. There's a process, there's a, there's, a there's a cleaning of us that is required to be used as an instrument of righteousness. But thank God that that cleaning process was done at the cross when Jesus went in my place, died for the sins that, uh, and paid the price for the, the, the sins that I, that I should have paid. And that process, when he went down and stormed the, the, the gates of hell and rose again and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, that process, that's the thing that cleans us. That's the thing that makes us able to be used and to be brought into this process. And so the joy that is there for you, church, the joy that is there for me tonight is to accept that invitation, to say yes. Now, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't, you, you, we're not all going to go to Latvia 
it would be great if we could, but there's not enough seats on the flight, I'd say. We can't all go to, to, to Zambia with the, with the team when they go in September. We can't all go overseas, but the call is to, to serve our city, the call is to serve our country, the call is to serve the church worldwide. And so there are things that God has put in your path, church, where you just need to say yes, step out, and you're going to see miracles happen in your, in your workplace, in your family, in your, with your neighbors, with wherever it might be. All it takes is a yes. And I want to encourage you that as you say yes, even as things don't go immediately to plan, even as things maybe take a little, time, a little bit of time to come together, you are going to learn something about who God is. You're going to learn something about the characteristics of God, of his graciousness, of his loving kindness. You're going to learn who he is. And that will change the way that you walk away from that. It will change the way that you walk. Those servants, I'd say, were walking away completely different to how they walked into that. What was, not, what was an ordinary thing? These young people have left Latvia different to how they went. Their perspective of God has shifted. Their understanding of who he is and how he can use them has completely changed. And all it needed was a yes. So my challenge to you tonight is to think, where can you be used by God? Where can you be part of what God is doing? There are things in the church that you can be a part of for sure. But there are things God has planted you where he has planted you for a reason. You're in the job that you're in for a reason. You've, you're in the family, in the neighborhood that you are for a reason. So where can you say yes tonight? It might cost you something, but God is no man's debtor. It might be hard at first, but he goes with you. He goes before you. His Holy Spirit lives within you. And so my prayer for us tonight as I draw it to a close and as we, uh, we say amen to the testimonies that have gone and as we look forward to the new uh, term in youth and what God is going to do next year is for us to stand and be that light in the darkness. For us to say, do you know what? Yes, God, here I am. Send me. Little old me with all my flaws. Because the beautiful thing is, church, all of those flaws that come to your mind when you think of when you're telling God all the reasons he can't use you, he already knows them, yet still the invitation came. And so this is, my, this is what we're going to do. I just want to pray for us. I want to pray with us. But if that's you, if you want to say yes, then I just want to invite you to stand with me as we pray. You know, you might be feeling afraid to, to say yes because of what it might cost you. But I hope that these young people and what they've shared and how God has moved through them can show you just how gracious God is. That when you say yes, he meets that yes, and he is the one that works through you. So will we pray, if you want to say yes to God tonight, if you want to say yes, God, use me, why don't you jump up to your feet where you're at and begin just to, I'm going to pray from the, uh, from the stage here. Uh, I like telling our youth that microphones don't make a difference when it comes to Jesus, right? Uh, that my voice is louder here in this room, but he hears your voice just as much. And so as I'm praying for you, would you pray for yourself? Would you begin to say, Lord, show me where I can go. Show me the jars of water that you want me to lift. Show me what you want me to step out in. Lord, I'm saying yes to you. I'm trusting that as I step out in faith that you will meet me, that you will provide everything that I need. I'm trusting that uh, I, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fear anymore. Lord God, I want to thank you, Jesus, for every person here in this room. Father, I want to thank you and I want to bless your name for the testimonies that we have heard from Latvia, Lord, from that missions trip, God, how you moved and you moved in abundance, Lord. 
Father, I thank you that you are still moving. Lord, that the same God that was in Latvia is here moving in Cork City, God. The same God that touched young people's lives in Latvia is touching young people's lives here in Cork City, God. And Father, I want to pray that, there, that we would be a church that says yes to, to, to whatever it is that you say to do. Lord, that we would hear the call, that we would hear the command, and we would go. Father, I pray that, you, we, I pray that we would, uh, Lord, stand against fear, God. We would, Lord, we would blot out the lies of the enemy, God. Father, that we would see all of those things that once disqualified us as things that will now be uh, a testimony of your grace. Lord, I, I pray, Father, that we would step into whatever it is that you have ordained for us to step into, Lord. That we would be the lights in the darkness, God. That we would stand in our families and in our workplaces. God, that we would stand in our, in, 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 in our neighborhoods, Jesus, Father, that we would go when you say to go, Father, that we would speak when you say to speak, Lord. Father, I thank you that even uh, out of the mouths of teenagers, you brought prayers, God. You used them, Lord. You, you, you commanded their tongues, Lord, and led them in, 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 in wonderful prayers, Lord, of freedom, of salvation, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you can do that through us too, Lord. Here, Lord, this church, Lord, watching online, you can still, Father, use us. So I pray, Lord, Lord, that our response to you would be yes, as well we look to you and as we see the price you paid on the cross to purchase us and to, to make us instruments of righteousness. Lord, we would see that act of love and we would respond with an all-in kind of faith, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, I pray that you would bless these young people, Lord, as they go. Lord, as, they, as they're Lord, going back to school in, in a few weeks' time, Father. Lord, I pray that they would, Lord, not shy away, but Lord, they would step out in boldness, Father. God, give them a courage to stand up and be counted, Lord. Father, we know more than ever that it will cost them something to stand up as a child of God now, Lord. And we pray, Father, that you would stand. Lord, we know you will stand with them. But God, I pray, Father, that they would sense your presence in such a tangible way. Oh, Lord God, help us, help the parents, Lord, to guide them and to lead them. Lord, help us as a church to come around them and to support them, Lord. And Father God, I pray that we as a church would stand and say, yes, Lord, here we are, use us. Lord, we want to be part of the miracle. We want to see, Lord, the miracle come to fruition. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name, we say, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise? Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.